Hello and welcome to Odson Premier League 37th match day and special show because we have the FA Cup final of course Chelsea or Liverpool let's analyze all the games with Tom Rennie and with you remember to leave your comments press the like and subscribe and now let's go on with the show FA Cup final Tom Chelsea Liverpool to start with and of course the Premier League how are you I'm doing very well. We're uh, only a few days out now from this season, which feels like it's gone on for 10 years, being over. It's very, very strange. I'm not sure what I'll do with my time in June. Let's go to the beach. Uh, let's enjoy. Let's drink cocktails. Uh, let's forget about football. Many things I can suggest you to do. Yeah, actually, now you're saying it, that all sounds great. I'm not worried at all. Exactly. There are many things to do. But let's start with the FA Cup final. And um, for the people who don't know, Tom is our FA Cup expert, not only Premier League, but especially very accurate in the FA Cup. So, of course, Chelsea-Liverpool on Saturday with Chelsea, with Liverpool, big favourites. Odds are 2.1 more or less for them to win. Chelsea 3.8, of course, in the building up to this game, Liverpool are looking way better. Uh, mm. And Chelsea lost the last three finals. They've played the last two, actually, in uh, recent years against Leicester and Arsenal. Tom, are you? do you agree with the bookies? Do you see also Liverpool this favourite? Uh, yes, I do. I, I do. I think that in recent form, Chelsea have looked so inconsistent and so unreliable and so untrustworthy that they're almost impossible to bet on at this moment in time. Of course, they're going to beat Wolves at home. They don't. You know, of course, they're going to win some of these games that they should be winning big. And they just beat West Ham by one when you would have thought three or four, considering West Ham made six or seven changes. You know, of course, they're going to get a good result at Arsenal. They were thrashed in the end, you know. So at the moment, Chelsea are not reliable. They are struggling to keep clean sheets. Did keep one against Leeds on Wednesday, but that was more due to a frankly pitiful performance from Leeds United than it was anything about Chelsea's improved defending. So there's some unreliable things about Chelsea right now. Also, the team selection is somewhat inconsistent. All of a sudden, Lukaku, who's not been able to get near this team for months on end, is starting every game. And he scored three goals in his last two. Before that, he was barely getting five minutes off the bench. Um, defensively, Thiago Silva plays. Then suddenly he's dropped and Christensen's in. Trevor Chalaba can't get near the team. Then suddenly he's starting against Leeds. Um, we hadn't seen Loftus-Cheek for years. And now he's playing in every game. It's all very odd at this moment in time for Chelsea. Um, there's doubts about N'Golo Conte. Uh, no Hudson-Odoi. There's doubts about Kovacic following that awful tackle by Dan James on Wednesday in the Leeds game. And we know Ben Chilwell continues to be missing. Um, so for Chelsea, I expect them here to be on the back foot for a lot of this game. But to be fair, that's what I expected in the Carabao Cup final when these two teams met. And it went all the way to penalties, as, as many will know. But it was a thrilling game of football. It was an excellent match between two teams that really, at that moment, were in good form. They were playing aggressively. They were playing offensively. And that's kind of not what we're getting here. But if we get anywhere near the quality of that final, we're in for a real treat on Saturday in the FA Cup final. Um, for Liverpool, the issues are that even Liverpool, as great as they have been, have started to get stretched a little bit thin. And Fabinho likely missing following an injury he picked up in midweek. That's a huge loss for Liverpool because no one else really performs that role in central midfield anywhere near the quality that he does. So there is hope that he might be able to play, but I think extremely unlikely from what I heard on Thursday morning. So that means Naby Keita, Jordan Henderson, 
and Tiago as a trio. Look, it's really good, but it's not the same without Fabinho. Henderson performing that role, or maybe even James Milner performing that role, is just not the same as Fabinho doing it. So that's a problem. And offensively, Mo Salah has gone right off the boil. There was a few months here I was saying to you every week, bet Mo Salah, bet Mo Salah, bet Mo Salah. Wouldn't go near it at this moment in time. Luis Diaz is the only person who seems to be in form right now for Liverpool across the attackers. The chance for Mino might be fit. We spoke about that last week. Not sure it will come in from the start. But I wonder if it wasn't Mo Salah, whether Mo Salah would make Liverpool's best front three at this moment in time. That all being said, Liverpool win. Liverpool win because they frankly are better than Chelsea in almost every position. They have this dream of the quadruple, which remains alive, but certainly a cup treble uh, treble would be wildly impressive for Jurgen Klopp's side. You do get the feeling, he said it himself, they're too good to have not won enough. They don't win the trophies their brilliance deserves because Manchester City exists. Mm. Um, But I expect them to win this and I still expect them to win the Champions League final as well. Sorry, mate, but I do um, because they are just such a good team. So I expect the final to be exciting. I expect there to be goals at both ends. I would not rule out extra time and penalties again here, frankly. Um, So I might be looking here for a very similar narrative to the Carabao Cup final. It is level at halftime. It is level at full time. Both teams will score and Liverpool take this after extra time. Draw at the full, Liverpool to win it. All right, uh, we have both teams to score that you mentioned, 1.78 and the draw, 3.8. If you are betting on Liverpool to win the trophy, 1.5. Chelsea to win the trophy, 2.6. Last trophy for Liverpool in the FA Cup was a long time ago, eh? in 2006. Uh, Since then, they lost one FA Cup final actually against Chelsea in 2012. Let's uh, enjoy this FA Cup final, of course, on Saturday and let's jump into the games we have for the Premier League on Sunday. We have Tottenham Burnley. We are doing this video before we know the outcome of that uh, North London derby. But, uh, Tom, the situation is that the Spurs at home, they are strong. Four victories in the last five, only the defeat uh, unexpected against uh, Brighton. With Burnley also fighting for their lives, I think we didn't expect them to lose against Aston Villa here, I guess we can expect Tottenham to win, no? Uh, Yes and no. I think on paper, and I think the odds reflect the fact that the Tottenham are big favourites, I I would expect them to win. But as you say, we don't know what's happened in the North London derby. And if they've been beaten by Arsenal on Thursday, the season's over. It doesn't matter what they do here. And there'll be players that go straight into the winding down mode. That happens to everybody. You know, when their, their contract is coming to an end or their season is finishing or the school year is out and the teachers are thinking about their six weeks off. You know, that's where we are now with, with Tottenham. They could be right in the mix or it could be over. Uh, but you're right to highlight how good they've been in recent times at home. You're, you're right to highlight as well how good they've been in general. Tottenham Hotspur, defensively quite strong. Love Romero. If he stops kicking people, he's going to be a big hit in the Premier League. Eric Dyer is brilliant in central defence. And Ben Davis was outstanding at Anfield last weekend. Going forward, the trio we speak about a lot. Harry Kane, uh, Son Heung-min, Dan Kulisevsky brilliant trio. It's the middle bit that's a bit of a problem for Tottenham. Um, Sessegnon, Doherty, uh, Reguillon, um, all these guys have played wing back and none of them are really making it their own. Emerson Royal, the worst of the whole group. So nobody in, in the wing back roles that Conte is so desperate for are really excelling. And in central midfield, 
Bentoncourt looks like he's struggling to me. Quality player, but when the game gets intense, I'm not sure it suits him. And Hoybier, lots of huff and puff, but how much quality is there? So there's issues there for, for Tottenham. Uh, for Burnley, as you mentioned, couldn't believe how poor they were against Aston Villa. But you know, when you're down the bottom, the first goal can be so crucial because you feel like, oh, it's happening again to us. And when Villa scored that first goal at Turf Moor at the weekend, you kind of felt like that game was over. And now the injuries are racking up as well. Uh, ben Mee remains out. There's doubts about James Tukowski. Uh, we know Ashley Westwood is out. Jay Rodriguez potentially missing for this one. Vidra is out as well, having been in good form before he picked up his injury. So all sorts of problems for Burnley. It's a real needs-must game. How do Burnley win it? What they need to do is low block slash sit deep, depending on what generation you are, and stop Tottenham scoring for 85 minutes. That's what they have to do. If they can do that, I would back Burnley to win in a final five-minute flurry to finish the game off. The trouble is they've tried that in recent years against Tottenham, and they've been battered by multiple goals at times, and often Hung Min Son uh, is the person who's got several against them. There's two ways this game goes. Number one, Tottenham win 5-0. Number two, Burnley win 1-0. I don't see any other scenarios. I don't see a draw. I don't see a high-scoring Burnley win. I don't see a low-scoring Tottenham win. Whoever gets the first goal in this game, I think, will win it. So there is money to be made on Burnley here. If they're to stay in the Premier League, it's a game like this where they're going to win unexpectedly. So go for Burnley win wow. without conceding. But if Tottenham have won on the Thursday, Tottenham... <laughs> Above 3.5 goals. Go for a minus two or even minus three handicap for Tottenham to win. So there's variables there, but it's all about Thursday going into Sunday. We have both teams to score. No, for instance, 1.95 that the, this bet meets uh, your criteria with uh, either uh, Tottenham or Burnley not scoring uh, next game. This is uh, a relaxed one. Aston Villa, Crystal Palace, uh, both in the middle of the table, but actually... They are ending the season good, especially Crystal Palace, beating Watford, beating Southampton. Perhaps this is a good opportunity to bet on a draw. Yes, absolutely. I think that's, that's what I'd be picking here, or a double chance it with the Crystal Palace win. Uh, briefly on Villa, I think their season was rather petering out a few weeks ago. Stephen Gerrard gave them all a kick up the backside and got a few additional drops out of this team. But Stephen Gerrard, I think, has assessed this group over a period of time. And I think this summer is going to be one of a lot of activity for Aston Villa. Expect people like Ollie Watkins to attract attention. Expect people like Leon Bailey to leave the club. Expect new defenders to be brought in. And expect big changes because I think there's a lot of players here that do not suit Stephen Gerrard. And we have seen that in recent weeks. Um, Coutinho looks like he's going to sign permanently, which goes to show yeah. how little interest there is in him uh, from anyone else in world football. I'm surprised Villa want him. That deal would be heavily subsidised. He's not really done a great deal uh, for Villa since coming in. So um, there's going to be a time of tumult coming up, but I thought they were good against Burnley a few days ago. For Crystal Palace, uh, Vieira has done a good job, but they're about to lose their player of the year, Conor Gallagher. This will be one of the last times he played in a Crystal Palace shirt. There's no way he's not playing at Chelsea next season. Um, and so they've got a big summer coming up as well. And they're never the most attractive club to go to uh, when it comes to um, teams in London. There's so many in London. We're getting Fulham back as well. So it's going to be a competitive market for Crystal Palace for players during the summer. Right now, though, they're defending well. They're scoring goals. I like the look of Elise, Eze and Zahar in the same team. We've barely seen that season uh, all season long for fitness issues. So here, double chance it with a draw and a Palace win. 
but I'd be looking Crystal Palace win, both teams score. The most popular and common scoreline in football is 2-1, as you know. Don't always go exact scores. I wouldn't ever bet on an exact score unless it was a low bid for fun, but it's going to finish Aston Villa 1, Crystal Palace 2. <laughs> Next game, uh, much more things in on a stake. Uh, Leeds-Brighton, what is going on for Leeds? It looks like they are going... Down um, Brighton and Brentford are the last uh, two games. Uh, so this one is a must win after losing with Chelsea, City and Arsenal. But Tom, the problem is that Brighton is very dangerous right now. Well, with Leeds, I was doing their game last night and, and it was just so awful. It was just such an awful, awful performance. And two games running now, Jesse Marsh has got them wound up. That's what you want from your players. But they've gone too far. Luke Hayden against Arsenal, uh, awful challenge, deserving red. And then on Wednesday night, happened again uh, with Dan James. So he is now sent off and suspended. He can't play in this game uh, after a, a serious foul play red. So there's no Ailing, There's no James. Jack Harrison got injured. Dallas is injured. Forshaw is injured. Bamford is injured. Uh, Tyler Roberts is injured. It's a mess. It is a mess right now for Leeds. The team makes no sense. I feel a lot of sympathy for Jesse Marsh. But... Also, what were the tactics against Chelsea? I, I don't know. There was a point where at 10 men, at 2-0 down, they have a free kick on the halfway line. All you've got is four centre-halves on the pitch. Get them forward, try and cause some chaos. They did nothing. They tossed it out wide to a winger who wasn't even available to it, and Chelsea took the ball back. So even with their backs against the wall right now, Leeds are not doing it. For Brighton, some great football being played right now. I don't see it lasting forever, but when you get Brighton in a hot streak... They're a very, very tough team to beat. And some of the, the players in red-hot form as well, people like Leandro Trossardo, I think he's superb. Uh, Ipesuma back to his form as well. Um, Mark Kukurea at left-back has been fantastic for two or three weeks. So there's a lot going right for Brighton at this moment in time. The wheels will come off at some point, but I'm not sure it'll be this game. Go Brighton win all day long. I know that Leeds need it and Brighton don't. But there's so much pressure on Leeds and they've won, I think, one in eight now at Ellen Road. They don't do it at home. Brighton are playing well, defensively weak, offensively poor Leeds. Brighton win. And I would say Brighton win both halves. I'd go for a quite comfortable Brighton victory as well. An early goal for Brighton, opening 15 minutes. A second for Brighton in the last 15 minutes. And I actually can't see Leeds scoring either. So Brighton win without conceding, scoring in both halves. Poor guys for Leeds, then if they lose this one, almost uh, for sure they will go down as uh, Watford. For instance, next game is Watford-Leicester. Uh, at least Watford were able to pick a point against Everton at home. And this is uh, news for them since consecutive defeats before that uh, draw. Uh, here the odds are kind of good, uh, Tom, for Leicester to win. It's around 2.4. Yeah, just take it. Just take that. I, I wouldn't even worry too much about this game. Watford have got that thing where you're about to get relegated or they are relegated. And so lots of players have suddenly, oh, me calf's gone. Oh, me hamstring. I'll miss the next couple of games, boss. I can't make it because everyone is now thinking about getting out of Watford as soon as possible. Saar, Dennis, Loser, Kuchka, Femenia, King and Kulu, Camera, Cleverly, all missing for this game. And several of them will not play for Watford again. I'm not sure they'll be fondly remembered either by many of the home crowd. For Leicester, it was great to see Vardy trending on Wednesday and not for the court case, uh, but for Jamie Vardy scoring a couple of goals against Norwich. So um, go Leicester win. I think the odds are quite decent for it, but 
I would combine it with a few score lines to make it even more more interesting. At least three goals for Leicester in this game. I look at a minus two handicap. They're going to thrash Watford because they're terrible. And the next game, and the most important one, I would say, no, West Ham Man City, I guess all the Liverpool supporters are <laughs> cheering for West Ham in this game. You mentioned that perhaps City was going to have uh, problems against Wolves. They were absolutely ruthless with three goals scored by De Bruyne in the first 25 minutes. Do you think West Ham can hold uh, Man City? West Ham is still playing to get into the Europa League. I think they can. West Ham are, are one point away from confirming European football. And even if they don't get any more points this season, Wolves need to beat Norwich, which they will. And they need to beat Liverpool in the final day. If the title race is still going, I, I don't think they'll win that. So West Ham are, uh, at this point, about 85% assured of European football. They can still catch Manchester United in sixth, which is Europa League, not Conference League. So that will be a motivation for West Ham. If they were to beat Palace... Um, if they were to beat Brighton on the final day and Man United lose to Palace, West Ham would go above them. If they beat Man City, they're already above Manchester United. Um, and, and so you just need to have an equal result to them on the final day. So it's still live for West Ham. Mm. Doubts about Mikel Antonio went off last week against Norwich. Um, and that would be a massive blow. He's been fit all season. They've done so well to keep him fit. No Antonio, no chance in this game. Um, some doubts about Craig Dawson as well uh, for this match too, though it's likely he will make it. No Ben Rama, no Agbonna. But West Ham at home this season have had some incredible results. Some incredible results, some incredible performances. Um, Severe in the Europa League is most notable, but they've also beaten Liverpool. They've also beaten Chelsea. Um, they have beaten Manchester City at home this season in the Carabao Cup. Uh, and, they've, and they've had some great results against other decent teams as well. So I wouldn't discount West Ham. And I think West Ham are a better team than Wolves. Um, even though Wolves were well in that game for, what, eight minutes? Um, on uh, on Wednesday night. So they were in it for a bit, at least. Though even I didn't see 5-1. No one saw De Bruyne scoring four. So West Ham have a good chance. They've given a rest to Declan Rice and Thomas Socek for the first time this season. A week between games for West Ham this season is near on unheard of exactly. um, for the entire campaign. I think they've had 50-odd games this season in that very, very small squad. So I think they've got a chance. They do have a chance and they will have all but their, their first 11 out. But the Antonio factor does bring it into question. For Manchester City, look, going forward, they are sumptuous. They're incredible. And Kevin De Bruyne, is, is, he is, for me, the best player in the Premier League. And, and I, I would certainly put him in that, you know, I don't care about the Ballon d'Or, but the fact he hasn't won one goes to show what a ridiculous trophy that is and has been for a long, long time. The guy is exceptional. The trouble is for City, no John Stones, no Kyle Walker, no Ruben Diaz, no, I'm Eric Laporte. That's the back four, right? That's their best back four, pretty much. Um, Cancelo is, is, is the only one of the players you'd expect to see in the back four being able to play. So if West Ham have a fit offence, they will score in this game. West Ham have scored in every home game this season in the league. Every single one. So expect West Ham to score. It's whether City are able to put on the show they did against Wolves a couple of days ago. Um, surprised to see West Ham at just seven to one. That's really interesting. Seven, seven and a half. The draw at five, really interesting. Really, really interesting. Draw on both teams to score, I think is really interesting here. But what I would suggest is that both teams will score. Manchester City will win. I'd expect this game to be level at half time. I'd not be stunned to see the opening goal scored by West Ham as well. Certainly if Antonio is playing. Uh, but City, that they're just so good at finding a way to win. 
draw at half time, City win at full time, and the most common scoreline in football is 2-1. And that's what I'm looking at. Both teams to score is 1.8, so not bad at all. Next game, Wolves-Norwich. Uh, Wolves, they won't play in Europe uh, next season. I guess you are happy, Tom, because they <laughs> are not going to be very competitive in Europe and their uh, way of playing football is a bit boring. Only one point in the last five games, but they are facing Norwich. So, of course, they will win this game. Of course they will. Of course they will. Look, Wolves can still make it. They can still make it, but they have to win this, which they will. And they've got to beat Liverpool on the final day. Look, it's unlikely, right? It's an uphill task. Even a draw is not good enough against Liverpool on the final day. But you just never know. It's not over till it's over. But Wolves have been very poor recently. Very, very poor. Um, Some really bad performances. Um, Aesthetically, they're not pleasing. But now they've stopped getting results playing that way, which makes it even worse. Injury issues, no Saiz, no Samedo, no Kilman, no Pedence, but still plenty of, of their first team available. Neves is back. Maybe his final time playing at Molyneux in front of these supporters, if, if the rumour mill is to be believed. Um, they're a team in, in, in need of a bit of regeneration after a few years of not a great deal of, of uh, investment in the starting eleven at Wolves. Um, but look, Norwich are terrible, 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 terrible. Awful against West Ham worse against Leicester and even this drab Wolves team who can't be bothered to get forward, they will win this game by at least two clear goals. Every time you go into a Norwich game right now, you've got to back big. Norwich will not score. They cannot score and Wolves will score at least two goals in this game. I don't even Asian handicap Wolves. Bizarre saying it, I know, but at 1.4, 1.5, it's not worth your time. So go an Asian handicap of minus two. Wolverhampton Wanderers to beat Norwich. Okay, also Wolves to win to nil, as you mentioned, is uh, 2.3. Some good options. If you want to Asian handicap this, uh, minus two for Wolves is 3.7. Much, much higher. Last game we have on Sunday, Everton Brentford. Very, very important. And Everton recently, they are taking the points in Goodison Park. They were unable to beat Watford, so they are still, of course, in the battle, but this one is a key one. Eh? If they win this one, they will be very, very close uh, to salvation. They still have to play against Crystal Palace and Arsenal. Are you confident for Everton to win this game? Not so much to win this game. I do think they will stay in the Premier League now, mm-hmm. but I think mainly because Leeds have been so bad and there is one win in this pack for Everton and, and they are able to get over the over the line at Goodison Park. I don't know if you have the same fever pitch atmosphere of the last couple of wins for Everton because A, they were against top six opponents and B, it was almost like it was hopeless going into those games. Now fans will be hopeful and that's where the nerves come. That's where the mistakes come. Uh, and I think this game will actually be quite tight. Um, in terms of players, Yeri Mina, would you believe it? Injured again. Just get him out. He's always injured. It's such a waste of time. Donny van der Beek, terrible signing. He's going to be missing. No Godfrey, no Delft, no Townsend. Um, so there's players missing for Everton. But people like Richarlison available. Uh, Jordan Pickford is playing out of his skin at this moment in time, playing brilliantly well. So they've got a lot of people in there with the right character. The trouble is they take on a Brentford side who not only have got sort of nothing to play for, but also are playing really, really well. Um, the majority of the first team is available. They're creating chances. In Ivan Tony and Brian and Bumo, they have a lot of threat in behind, over the top, as well as with their back to goal um, in midfield. It's one of the hardest working midfields in the league. And in, in, in Pinnock, in Ayer, in Pontus Janssen, they've got a real good defensive line as well. This is the big test. 
huge, huge test this for Everton. And I think they'll come up short. I think they'll come up short as they did against Watford in midweek because if you can outfight a team as they did against Man United and Chelsea, you will win games like this. I think Brentford are going to be right up for it. I think Brentford are going to be desperate to go to Everton, to Goodison and to win. And this screams draw to me. It screams draw. It screams 1-1. Draw on its own is three and a half. Well worth it. But draw, both teams score. And the under, the under 2.5, that's where I'd be going. And we keep the drama up to the last day for Everton. <laughs> Two more games. Uh, Newcastle-Arsenal. Again, we have to see if uh, Arsenal, they are able to beat uh, Spurs in the derby. But before that game, they had won the previous four. But this one is a tough one eh? because uh, Newcastle, we know that they are very strong at home. They thing, I guess, uh, is the great of motivation no? for Newcastle uh, with the season over. Yeah, that has been a bit off for Newcastle the last couple of weeks. They've, it's job done, right? They did the job. They had the job, which was stay in the Premier League, and they've long since achieved it. Um, you can't really take the Man City game for how they've been playing, but I think the game against Liverpool at home, you can, where they were very poor and didn't really get out of their half. At the moment, weirdly for Newcastle, most people are fit. Um, there's no Willock, there's no Shelby, and there's no Ryan Fraser, a player that players I would expect to play. But even Callum Wilson is suddenly fit. You know, everyone has started to come back for, for Newcastle just at this end of the season time. They're a real dangerous opponent at St. James's Park as well. Final home game of the season, uh, a, a crowd that has suddenly got on board with the team once again, a manager in Eddie Howe who likes to attack. Um, lots of good things about Newcastle right now in terms of of entertainment value on the football side of things. For Arsenal, as you mentioned, we don't know about the North London derby, but either way, they're going to be in the, in the mix still, in the race. So they're going to need to win this game. And they've not had a great deal of tight turnaround this year, Arsenal, as well. Um, did nothing in the Cups, weren't in Europe. They've been fully focused on fourth all season, and that has helped them to get to this point. Um, oh, it's tough. This is tough. This is really, really tough because Arsenal, I just... I just don't know if I could back them. I don't know if I fancy them. I think they have to win. I think because they have to win, I might well just shade for it. I might well just shade for it, not because I think they're better than Newcastle, but because they've found a way to grind out results when playing rubbish. They didn't deserve to beat West Ham. They won. They didn't deserve really to beat Everton. Um, forgive me, Leeds a couple of days ago, but they still found a way to win. And I think in Eddie and Ketia, they have found a player who can do what Arteta wants, which is running behind, spinning behind, which Lacazette wasn't doing. So, Arsenal go to Newcastle and win, but I think they win with a late, late goal. Drawing at half-time, Arsenal score late, and they score after the 80th minute. Level all the way to the 80th, and Arsenal take it late. Some drama then in St. James's Park. Uh, Arsenal to win is good enough, actually. It's 1.9 around. And the last game we are going to analyze is uh, Southampton. Liverpool, uh, well, with Southampton, only one point in the last four games. Uh, they've been on holidays for a while. Liverpool, they need to win to keep the hope alive. So, Liverpool to win? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm surprised that Southampton are around 7 and 8 to 1. I think it's because we're so far away as we speak now. that They should be 40 to 1 to win yeah. this game, Southampton. Like, not a prayer, not a chance of winning this game. Um, they've stayed up, Southampton, because of a great run of form from 
December through February, where they, they picked up some really, really great results. But since then, they have been one of the worst teams in the country. Defensively weak, offensively poor, everyone's off form, everyone's on the beach. And I think without a good summer, they might struggle next season. For Liverpool, I think at this point they've won the FA Cup. I think at this point they're still in the Premier League title race. And I think they will go there. They'll make plenty of changes because they'll want to play their strongest team on the final day, I think, um, to beat Wolverhampton Wanderers. And so I think even with a much-changed team, they'll win convincingly. Liverpool win. They don't concede. And I'd be looking at Liverpool to to thrash them, frankly. I'd go for a minus two handicap. And this is it, Tom. Very quick. very Not very quick, actually, but... Um, very long. Very entertaining. Very entertaining, yeah. It, it was quick to me. <laughs> Tell me your account to finish the video. Not easy, not easy Yaka here because results are so inconsistent at this moment in time. But I have picked a trio for you. Uh, Leicester, they will beat uh, their opponent this weekend. Easy peasy, no worries. They'll thrash Watford, they're down. I've gone Man City to beat West Ham, even though it's going to be tight. And also Arsenal to beat Newcastle. So it's it's not my most confident of Akers, but you asked me to do one. So that's what I've got. <laughs> All right. Um, odds for that actually is good. It's 4.82 if the Leicester, Arsenal and City win. This is it, Tom. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. See you next week. Who are you backing? Chelsea or Liverpool? Which one is going to leave the trophy? Let me know in the comment section. And of course, don't forget, press the like and subscribe. And remember that we have a podcast for you. Thanks for watching and see you very soon.